Hello, PodFam, and hello, Rachel. How are you today? I am doing good, Laura. I went to the osteopath this evening, and I feel like kind of a noodle now. Amazing. So it's great. Amazing. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I've, good feeling. Yeah. It's I've never really because like osteopaths are weird because they're like not they're like kind of a mix between like chiropractor and massage. Yeah. And but it was just in like my upper back. So basically I had like a really intense massage just on like my shoulders and stuff. And I was just like, wow, my shoulders are resting where they're supposed to. <laughs> after and I was just like this is a shocking experience so I am content but how are you? I'm doing good as well. I was just out for a nice long walk. We had a bit of a rainstorm and then it got very sunny and humid so it was lovely out. Very nice. Lovely. Yes. Yes. A little walk through the park? A little walk through the park. It was lovely. Good. Well, what are you having to drink this evening? Uh, today I pulled out my rose petal and hip tea. Oh, you haven't had that in a while. I didn't think so. And I wanted something that just like didn't have any caffeine in it. I've had enough coffee Mm -hmm. today. And this Mm -hmm. one is just always so calming that, um, yeah, it just, it jumped out off the shelf today. What are you having though? that. I am having some peppermint tea. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been really on the peppermint tea train lately, but you know what? If it's not broke, don't fix it. And you know what? For a hot tea, that one is always really refreshing. It is. So shall we get into it? Yes. What are we going to be talking about today? We are going to be, uh, and I don't know if this is going to be spicy or not, but we are talking about the tendency that we as humans have to hide behind a keyboard. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So um, have fun, everyone. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. So... I don't even know what to think sometimes because even when I was kind of just like, okay, what's like the thought out there, you know, any, any research behind this? And Mm -hmm. I came across some very like disturbing and strange articles on the flip side of this. And I was just like, I was not expecting to find this. Um, Oh, like what? Okay. So the strange article I found, it was on a very questionable website as well, just based on like the other titles of the articles, and I can tell this is like a community where people, um, I don't think they're professionals in any sense. They just kind of speak okay. their mind. And uh, there were some questionable things on there. But anyway, I read through this article. I don't know if like it went over my head or like I missed the point, but it just came off really strange. And the name of the article was Why Hiding Behind the Keyboard Isn't a Sign of Cowardice. Oh, I saw that. Did like, I didn't, I didn't read it. Okay. I didn't read it, but I was just like, I don't know if I want to venture down that okay. that road well, tonight. Well, let me just I, – I just pulled a couple select things from there because when I'm reading the article and I'm just like, this was written by a Karen. This was definitely written by a Karen. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We love those. Yeah. So <laughs> the subtitle of this article was, Until We Can Beam Around, We Have No Choice. And I was like, What? Pardon? What? Like, isn't beam around like <laughs> until I can telepathically start? appear in front of you to say awful oh. things to you? I can only use a keyboard. That is essentially what this article was saying, and like, wow. like I, I kind of understood what they were trying to say. I think I don't know. I, I have no yeah. idea. I could have totally missed the whole point, and I kind of feel like I did, um, because they were talking about like, key, like 
keyboard and communicating through like computers and the internet is our best form of connecting with other people in this day and age, like for people who you can't reach, right? So um, I understand that, but I think it was just like, this person had definitely, they're definitely someone who is very outspoken. It even said that in the article. They're like, I'll tell it to your face anyway. And I was like, okay, calm down. Um, you have a lot of negative energy. We don't need that. Um, Please turn that away from me. Yeah. Thank you. The point was, it was like, you know, people just get upset and then they say that like, we're just cowards behind a keyboard. And I'm like, well, maybe you're being an asshole, you know? <laughs> That's kind yeah, of what like it sounds I- like. Yeah, I think like listening to that, the the foundation of what they're saying, I understand yes. it. But it's like just because you're upset and this is a way for you to express something to somebody that, you know, maybe lives on the other side of the world, doesn't mean that you have to be an asshole. Yes. And I, I'd love to and, just read a little paragraph because it fits okay. so well what you're just about to say here. So the quote unquote bully or quote unquote troll doesn't have the recipient's phone number to privately text messages. He or she certainly doesn't have their email or home address. The keyboard is the only way to communicate. It's not about cowardice. It's about limited communication methods. (laughs) Would they show up to their house and say those things? This person apparently would. But like, so I was just like, okay, I understand that like for people to have debates, like I am not against debates. That is fine. No. But there are people out there who are actually just mean and and assholes. Um, yeah, I just kind of was a little strange that they're like the quote unquote bully and troll. <laughs> and I was just like, so obviously you've been called a bully in your life. Um, completely <laughs> Maybe we should reflect on that. Yeah, a like first, um, completely disregards what other people's perception of them is, and it's just like this is the only way I can fucking tell you off. And I'm like, solid. You need to check some some questionable choices in your life. I'm sorry. It's just like, if that's the way that you're telling people off, maybe we need to, maybe we need to take a step back. Yes. Reflect. Some things. (laughs) Because there's a difference between being like, I believe that this is incorrect because of these reasons and like online cyberbullying. Yeah. Which it didn't even address for like the length of the article that it was. It was really just a rant on how um, people should be allowed to say mean things to other people who they don't know on the internet. On the internet. That's that's essentially what I got from the article. Um, wishing that person well, but like, you know, if you're constantly getting into fights with people, there's a common denominator. That's all I'm going to say about that. And that's the team. <laughs> Thanks so- for the episode, guys. <laughs> All right, we're signing off. Um, live like tea. Live like tea. Uh, so I actually found a term for this, what we're talking about okay. today, and I got really excited. And they call it the online disinhibition effect. So this basically refers to the general lack of restraint that humans feel when they are communicating online versus in person. So it can be classified as benign online disinhibition or toxic online disinhibition, which is what we were kind of just talking about there. So it's interesting because it can be it can be good and bad mm-hmm. because on the good side, you know, like Tumblr, for example, 
when I was in high school and I was having some difficulty with bullies and stuff, I turned to Tumblr and I had a blog on there where I was like in the community of like I was kind of in like the book community before Instagram and all of that took off. And, you know, it was a place for me where I was anonymous and I could like fully express myself. Mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful. Like the, the communities that people can connect with. That yeah. that is just so amazing. Like it's just a whole new form of people all around the world being able to share their stories in a, a relatively mm -hmm. safe place. And yeah. you know, it's it's kind of that safer way of you know what in my real like everyday life, I'm too afraid to come out and say I'm this. But to these group of exactly. people who I relate to, I feel safe, and that gives me comfort. Like that that I think is great. Mm -hmm. Like if if that's that's like the good kind of hiding behind a keyboard because I think exactly. through that, then you do get the courage to say things in your real life. Exactly. hundred percent. So like it gives you the a place to go to really express yourselves, express yourself with your interests in a place where you feel safe. But, you know, if you need to reach out for help or something, people are often more willing to do it when they feel that sense of and not like anonymousness. So for instance, I think uh, we've talked about it a couple of times, but I think BetterHelp gives the option to like text with a counselor. Yeah. If you feel more comfortable doing this, then you can do it this way. So I think that's great. And that's like the more benign side of this. And then we get into the toxic side, which is when people become cruel and hostile and they use that anonymousness really to bully people, threaten people, etc. So yeah, I just thought it was interesting that there's like a term for it. I got very excited about that. Yeah, and that's just how um, developed our society is now getting in mm -hmm. technology. That, you know, we didn't have terms for this when we were growing up as kids. No, we just got – people just got bullied on MSN. <laughs> but I think the one thing um, – and this, the, there's a f couple things that tie into this theory per se. And one of them is being the communication when you do it online isn't immediate in the way that in-person communication is. So, for instance, I thought like on the good side, it's kind of funny where it's just like, you know, if you write a message, you know, I've done this many times, but you can express your feelings to like your crush or something and then you can turn off your phone and throw it away, right? Yeah. But on the more inflammatory side – say it's like YouTube comments or something, you can really troll that person and just turn off your computer. You don't have to suffer the consequences that you do if you walk if I walked up to you and said, I don't you have ugly pants. I'm wearing my like, Lululemon pants. Rachel, you have the exact same pants as me. Come on now. <laughs> I couldn't think of another example. I but love hate those pants. my pants. But, but you know what I mean. I so I say Say I said that to somebody through their YouTube comments and I could just turn off my computer to not see what they were, how they responded. But if I say it to them in person, they're going to be like, hey, I've got some great pants. Screw you. Yeah, exactly. You know? And like the key thing that you're saying there is like there's no accountability or responsibility for your no. actions, right? Like what they, they can't mm -hmm. trace you down, right? Like what are, what are people going to do? They're like, wow, that person's a jerk didn't like my pants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I remember I think um in the Tumblr space they had this really awful uh looking back on it thing now where you could inbox people like you could send them little 
Tumblr emails, mm-hmm. and you had the option to send it anonymously. Mm. So there wasn't any traceability for who sent you that message, and like you could, people would say some wild things. So oh, I've heard for sure. Well, and, like, and that's where like being anonymous is like a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. in the world because for you know what we were saying earlier, you know, if someone doesn't feel safe, they don't want their identity known, but they want to share a story. That's where it's yeah. great. But then there's other times where people are like, I can run wild, say whatever yes. I want, and no one's ever going to know. You know, like, yes, a lot of dishonesty yes. on that side. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's precipitated almost with just the lack of empathy that is experienced when you don't have to be looking at that other person. It's like you're just like I, you're just looking at words. Or if people are feeling negative about something or they feel like they need to express themselves negatively, they're not actually looking at that person. So there's nothing to feel empathy towards. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's just so easy if you're not looking someone in the eye. And on the flip side, going back to where hiding behind the keyboard is, is good, you know, it it gives you courage mm-hmm. in a way. And then going back to the bad side, it gives you courage. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we, we talk about this a lot where text and writing is very much misconstrued because we do lose the emotion of talking, of looking at someone, of hearing their voice and the tone of their voice. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just like how we've become so detached from – understanding how impactful our words are to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that's coming up for me is when you were talking about, I believe this was in our uh, benefits, pros and cons of working from home or working from the office. And you were talking yes. about, you know, you just became that little icon mm-hmm. on the screen and you noticed a major difference in how people were communicating with you. And yeah. You were treated less and less like a real person. For sure. And I think um, it's an interesting thing because when we look at the workspace, usually like it's through Slack messages or Gchat or something where it really is like that communication just with text, Yeah. right? But you also see it so much too with um, more of the influencer space. Like it does happen a bit to like celebrities, but more um, with YouTubers and like people on Instagram and such, mm-hmm. where they've presented themselves almost as a like content creator, but they are what they've created as a form of entertainment. Yeah. That barrier of this is a person that I'm looking at, it disappears like you're watching a movie, right? Yeah. So people just air out any little thing that they comes to mind in the negative, not acknowledging that that's an actual real person on the other side who is reading these cruel messages about themselves. Yeah, exactly. And um, I know a lot of people will say like, okay, celebrities, YouTubers, Instagrammers, influencers of any kind, um, they're choosing this life, right? And so yeah. they're allowed <laughs> to be our target. And I just don't understand because like you – I don't agree with every that. right not to like someone and what they yeah. do. Okay, like mm-hmm. there are people I don't like, and I'm sure there are people who don't like me. That's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. They're entitled to that opinion. But like it 
it doesn't mean we need to actively go out and make sure they know we don't like them. You know, like that's just, yeah. Who would do that in a real day? Like you're going to walk up to some person and be like, hey, I hate you. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, let's look at an example of like a corporate office, right? We're sending emails to people outside of the company who we kind of have like a working relationship with. Maybe that person doesn't like us, but they're not just going to be like, oh, I don't like you, but you've chosen to be in this job, so I'm going to tell you you suck. Yeah. You know, so why is it somebody choosing to be in a content creation space? Why are they then allowed? Why is it then given permission to ridicule them? Like it doesn't, it's not an argument that I think makes sense. Yeah. And I know there's going to be people who say like, well, no, there's like people we really shouldn't like in the world. And granted with things going on right now, there are people that we should not like. And the thing I'm going to, okay, I'm just going to focus a little bit more on the social media side with those influencers, just because I feel like that, that is something that is now very much in our lives because, you know, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, that's content that's now our new version of television and it's more yep. of a personal relationship than it was when we only had TV. Yes. And um, with that, it's it's what people don't understand is to the algorithms and the influencers, um, it's that like common saying, all publicity is good pub- publicity. Yep. Right? Because what mm-hmm. this stuff feeds off of is how much traffic it's being generated, how much are people talking about it. Yeah. The algorithm doesn't care whether you're saying good or bad things. So mm-hmm. really, if there's someone you don't like and, you know, it's just an, it's, it's an influencer, you just can't stand them. That's, that's the example I'm going with because I know a lot of people could really spin that um, out of context. So then I'm going with just like an influencer, you're not a fan. Okay. They're mm-hmm. a person, you know, they're not harming anyone. That's why I'm just putting the caveat out here. Like they're just, they're just a person. You don't like their personality. Who cares? And yeah. the thing is by you going online and talking all this shit about them, you are now generating more traffic towards them because people are going to see like, oh, that person's like saying this person's crazy. I want to go see mm-hmm. how crazy you just drove those people to that influencer right? Mm -hmm. And now they're getting more ad revenue. So that's where I'm just like, okay, if if you really want to make a difference and, you know, get this person with, to have less influence, Mm -hmm. ignore them, right? Just unfollow them. Unfollow them. Do not support them. Don't talk about them because- Do not comment on every post. Exactly. Because- for the people who are really big, like really big influencers, they don't care whether you like them or not. They're going to be like, hey, I got another million views on my video, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. they don't care that 20,000 of those are people that absolutely hate them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all the same to them at the end of the day when it comes down to dollars and cents. So I feel like that's mm-hmm. just one thing to keep in the back of your mind. And um, for the people who like, you know, really – attack them, you know, they are still people at the end of the day. Yes. No one is perfect. Okay. I, f- I see this a lot with um, some of the influencers I follow. Like, yes, they're putting their whole life out on the world. So like we kind of have like a front row seat to that and we mm-hmm. can scrutinize every little thing like, oh, you know, 
you ate chips and ice cream all day, but you're like promoting bad diet. I don't know. Okay, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna try and use an example <laughs> because people have like literally. I've seen people literally pick apart someone's outfit because they're like, she's like trying to look skinny in that, and I'm like, come on, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> like or like she looks fat in that. Um, I've seen some pretty ridiculous things, and mm-hmm. uh, if you are saying all these awful things, like how would I? I don't know if I would be able to cope. I'm not sure how many people would to the mental no. state that that would cause for the person who's receiving that. Because essentially, you're bullying them, right? Like mm-hmm. you might not think and- that, but you're essentially bullying and trolling them, and mm-hmm. you're still generating content for them and so you know so many they get so many of those messages a day yeah like honestly they don't even read them half the time I find or they have like people that it goes through and they don't even have their own personal Instagram like it's someone else running it so I don't I just don't know how much your message is getting across yeah, yeah. I think a good rule of thumb here is if you wouldn't say it to somebody to their face mm-hmm. in person it's not acceptable to say it to them online. No. And if you would say something really terrible to somebody in person, then I maybe think on that. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Maybe think on that a little bit. Uh-huh. Like what so, What gain, what positive thing is this putting out in the yeah. world? You know, like it's just kind of crazy. And I am going to, again, throw the disclaimer out there. We're not talking about people who are like politicians and certain no. Supreme Court people um, no. making deathly decisions for the general population. We are not talking about those people, okay? <laughs> like just, no. just we've got a lot we've got a lot to say yeah, about that. Yeah, that's that's a whole different conversation. We're just talking about like, you know, the average Joe influencers who put their life on social media. That's kind of who we're mm-hmm. focusing on because that's that's who I see the most like common hate for yeah. where they're just like, I don't, I don't know what people's deal with them are. They just don't like them. That's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like I, I think there's – there's, and I don't know if this just gets lost in translation with this whole disinhibition effect, but there's a difference between not liking somebody and critiquing their work mm-hmm. and being like – you look fat in that outfit. Yeah. Like they can't change that. You know, like if you critique their work and give valid criticism, they can take that. Absolutely. But being like, you look bad in this outfit, like that just probably ruined their day. I know. Like that's (laughs) awful to say. Like why is your hair so like fluffy and frizzy? You know, (laughs) what are people supposed to do with that? So yes, I agree with you on that one. Like we're not saying that people should not – debate things or Mm -hmm. you know have lively conversations but Mm -hmm. like do it in a constructive way don't just bitch about stuff yeah especially stuff that's like maybe out of their control like let's say they had a really bad breakout and you're gonna tell them how like ugly they look who is that helping (laughs) who is that helping they don't need to hear that they don't They're probably already emotionally struggling with that. So, like, there is no need to point it out further. Mm -hmm. Yes, maybe they did put themselves in the public eye, but they are doing their job. Yeah. Let's just look at their work and critique their work. Exactly. Not their appearances because that's not fair. Exactly. And I feel like um, fitness influencers are hit really hard on this. And I am – I'm 
didn't want to use like an example, but um, Cassie Ho is is one just because she is such a mogul. And yes. she, I don't know if she's like one of the original fitness influencers, but she is kind of up there with them. And she's not your typical like influencer who has a six pack. Like she mm-hmm. has a very normal person looking body. And yeah. if you know anything about her story, she actually really did struggle with her weight as as a mm-hmm. child. And then she actually had an eating disorder when she was a um, bikini model like she did bikini mm-hmm. shows and mm-hmm. it took her years to heal her body and have yeah. her mentally get to a place where she's happy with it and she'll say it all the time like in her videos and just say you know it's really hard when I see people commenting on my workout videos and saying why is she a fitness influencer she's so fat or she doesn't yeah. have an, she doesn't have abs she has no six-pack and mm-hmm. That again, that is just like that is not productive criticism, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is just being rude and and mean. Like you're gonna walk up to people and just say like, "Why are you teaching this fitness class? You're fat." <laughs> like, yeah, you wouldn't what? say that to. I would. You yeah. wouldn't say that to your yoga teacher. Oh my god! I would hope that they kick you, you out imagine? of that class and you are never allowed back at that gym again if you ever said that yeah. to them. Um. So I just but I also, hate that like, people don't who? think that that's okay to say that. Yeah. Yeah, and like who also wrote the criteria of what you need to look like to be a fitness influencer exactly. or any form of influencer? Like it has nothing – it's what they are passionate about and what they are choosing to do for their work. Mm-hmm. Their appearance has nothing to do with it no matter what type of influencer there are. they are. Yeah, and something I know we mentioned on some of our fitness episodes is we actually enjoy following people who look like us. You know, like exactly. a similar build, similar body type, um, lifestyle, you know, like to me, that's that's the person I want to follow. I don't want to follow the one that's like stick thin with six pack ab because I'm never going to get there. I'm not built that I way. Do, um, I do not look like the 2010s Victoria's Secret model. No. I just don't. No. <laughs> like, they're beautiful, but unattainable we're not that tall we're not that tall no 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 and uh i think we probably weigh more than them as well and we're like half the height i think so <laughs> it's it's fun <laughs> uh, uh, so the moral yeah. of that is we need to be kinder okay people we need yeah. to be kinder and one thing i love is is reddit and mm-hmm. reddit is a wonderful place but it can also be a very toxic place mm-hmm. And um, I know a lot of our listeners found this show through Reddit. Hey, how are you? That was us advertising on there. Um, hey. Thanks for coming over. And we appreciate you. <laughs> and um, Reddit, Reddit's an interesting place because I think there is just a, a very clear community that is on the um, major subreddits because you can mm-hmm. tell that it's like a younger demographic. They're very uh, left-winged thinking people and mm-hmm. I actually see a lot of like productive conversations on there but then there are also subreddits where like they're literally dedicated to shitting on people like one person yeah. like like an influencer it's literally dedicated to that and I just don't I don't really understand um, I have questions I have some questions about that mm-hmm. because like I understand if there's a, a a subreddit and you're talking about like good and bad but 
there mm-hmm. are some Reddits that you're like, you're only allowed to talk about the bad and you're not allowed to like downvote on that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that's just putting like a lot of negative things out in the world. And like, again, yeah. you're generating curiosity and interest for this person that people who stumble across these, these groups are now going to go seek out that person's content. So again, mm-hmm. you're just generating more revenue from them, like for them, sorry. Yeah. And the best thing you can do is like just unsubscribe, right? Like like turn off their media. Don't yeah. follow them. Because um, the more you say their name and talk about it, the internet doesn't care. No. They're going to keep thinking, wow, this person's really popular. We're going to keep pumping them out to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's a hard thing. Like, you might think it's not making a difference, but. Yeah, and it's like, if you really don't like someone's content that much, why do you keep consuming it just to hate on it? Yeah, that's what I really don't no, understand. I don't really understand it. It doesn't make sense Yeah, to Yeah, so this was my question. Why do people waste their time hating on someone? Like, why do you follow, some, follow someone you hate so much? Because I, you're still you're still contributing to their success. Just, I, just FYI I have, from the business side of things, that's kind of what you're doing. Yeah. I have questions, but I have no answers. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that happens. Yes. That happens. Yes. If, if anybody um, that listens, like, knows psychology or something <laughs> – like hit us up by email because um, it's in the show notes because we would love to know. Yeah. Um, How many hate emails are we going to get for this episode? I bet at least five. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> thank you for um, going out of your way to hate on us. We appreciate <laughs> Thanks for it. Spreading that our means you listen. Tea with Laura and Rachel. <laughs> that means you listen. <laughs> it's your download. Um, <laughs> oh, this is. We're actually just drinking tea, guys. There's no wine involved there in this. No maybe we're, maybe we're, this is right before a long weekend. So maybe we're just like already in vacation. Um, like, not going to lie. No. It's true. Um, I didn't, I, yeah. 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 Okay. So let's steer the conversation back a little bit. I want to talk about something that terrifies me as a future parent. Um, we didn't grow yes. up with, well, we had computers, but the internet was not what it is today. Not even close. Um, mm-hmm. I use the internet to play my magic school bus game and my Arthur game and my, um, my little pony game as well. Did you have the one that was like, um, it was like some like language game. It was like learning grammar or something. And it was a garbage can. I don't, did you have that? I one? don't remember that one, but I did have the Crayola art room. That was fun. Okay. And, um, a couple of math games and spelling games as well. The circus game, the math circus. Nice. Yeah, this one, if you answered the grammar question correctly, it would feed the garbage can and it would like do this like chomp chomp <laughs> movement like the cookie monster and be like, mm, love when you, I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say that. that really sexual for a second. I was just like, mm, love when you spell correctly, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it was a game from the 90s, so maybe there were some weird sexual undertones. People weren't thinking about that then. You know what? 90s games, <laughs> underrated. Still fun today. They were. I wish I wish more computers uh, supported them because I definitely still have one CD-ROM from yes from the early two thousands. It was the best game ever. It was a horse eventing game. And oh my god, I love that. I would. I bought it at a hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I had a similar game to that actually, but I played it on PS two. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah. 
Anyway. Maybe it was a later iteration. Yes. All right, but back Anyways, on topic. Sorry, sorry, talking about children. Um, we didn't have our own cell phones and computers back in the day. Our parents knew when we were online because you'd pick up the phone and they'd break the internet connection. And mm-hmm. um, kids today, I think the I saw a stat that the average age was uh, a child will have their first cell phone by uh, 10 years old and they'll have mm-hmm. their first social media account by 11. Yeah. And I'm – I'm struggling to fathom that. Like I know I know kids who have cell phones and and Instagrams and that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, wow. Like you're like, what are you consuming? You know, what are you consuming? And I think it it must be terrifying as a parent. And I know you can put like restrictions and that kind of stuff on there, but there's so many things out there that know how to get around and get to children. And there's so many loopholes. So many loopholes. And I just I worry, like, how how do parents know if their child is being bullied or, in turn, how do you know if your child is a bully? See that? Like, the both parts of that question just, like, terrify yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And it, how do you, you manage this? Like, I don't – I know nothing about kids. So, like, I don't know if, mm-hmm. if cell phones – like, if you have the, the – uh, parental controls on them are they sending you reports on like what your child is seeing yeah. like I don't know maybe someone someone tell me if if that is actually a thing I'm kind of curious because if it's not like how do you know what your child is looking at and well, who I mean, they're talking freaks- to right let's it's scary yeah. on so many levels we're just focusing on the um bullying and trolling part don't even get me started on like when omegle was a thing ah. Yeah, like, it's still a thing. That it is, but just like it was so – I remember – I think that was like more becoming a thing when I was like a teenager, yeah. like 15. Yeah. And you would go to P- – I like – I think I s- went on it once with somebody and I was like, this is weird. Yeah, I, I remember like I think, you know, slumber party, friend's house. You're like, oh, let's go on this site. And for people <laughs> – who are younger and don't know what Omegle is, um, essentially don't, don't look it up. Yeah, don't look it up. It's weird. Don't it's look it weird. up. It's weird. Um, it's a weird. So essentially, place. you have your web camera on, and someone else has their web camera on, and you can um, flip to different chat rooms, and it just matches you with a person. And uh, you don't know no what criteria by the no way. criteria no criteria. And you can chat to these people, and they can talk to you. You can see them. It's uh, it's cringe, cringe people. Um, I was kind of hoping that wasn't a thing, but it's still a thing. Yeah, I recall like the one time I participated in it. It was like 2.30 p.m. at my friend's house in their family computer room. And I was like, what? 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 What are we doing here? It's questionable. But yeah, like the one thing that kind of freaks me out, because when when they're little kids, like elementary school and stuff, I think you can, as a parent, I mean, I, again, we, I don't know anything about kids. I don't have any, but I feel like you could exert like a little bit more oversight over mm-hmm. it like you know they can use your ipad or they can use your phone but yeah. you're kind of it's like you know the netflix kids section whatever mm-hmm. but what worries mm-hmm. me is when they turn like 14 and you know mom and dad isn't cool anymore yeah and they are want their privacy and that's also especially i mean i was a teenage girl i'm sorry i don't know as much about teenage boys but being a 13 year old girl is like the worst time for bullying mm-hmm. because I just 
kids people suck. can be really kids cruel. Suck. Kids <laughs> suck. Kids <laughs> suck. I can only speak from the teenage girl perspective, but I think in general, kids are assholes yeah. sometimes. Um, but that that's what I worry about is I remember, you know, I like there was some stuff going on when I was in like eighth or ninth grade. And it was all like either done in person, some people, but also like done online and stuff. And like people like found out about the cyberbullying stuff that was happening in like April mm-hmm. of the school year, but it started in September. Right. You know, like it wasn't, it was just happening. And then before the teachers got involved, a whole year had passed because it can be so hidden. And I think too, especially now that kids have throwaway Instagram accounts. Right. Yes. There's nothing stopping a bully from following your child and then just targeting them. Saying awful things. Yeah. Or I, your kid doing that. I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Little Jimmy is just an angel, right? He couldn't be a bully, but let alone he's bullying like five kids online, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I, it's it's interesting because even like now I have a difficult time going to that place of being like, if I had a child, they could be a bully. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that how that feels when you act when you actually are a parent and you're faced with that reality. Yeah, exactly. And this is where I kind of wonder as millennials have children if there's going to be a shift in how young kids are when they get a cell phone or are allowed to have a social media account I don't know I think I'm just wishful thinking here of the good old days um before when would you when would I when would you allow that to happen oh see okay and I'll I'll be transparent here I got my first cell phone in grade eight only one of my friends had a cell phone but these were flip phones. Phone? If we went on the internet, we were crucified um, <laughs> in, in charges. It cost like $20 Yeah, a it was like $50 <laughs> if you, you know, opened it by accident. And there mm-hmm. was no social media, right? Like this is before Facebook. This is before Instagram, everything. You know, we had MySpace, but like I don't rem- – like we had MySpace, but like we were almost like a little young for it mm-hmm. um so you know at 14 i think you could text but texting really wasn't a thing yet it took a really long time it took, yeah t9 texting and we were all mm-hmm. new at it so you know cell phones weren't what they are today and mm-hmm. really it wasn't until i was in university and even mm-hmm. then, like, our smartphones were pretty fucking dumb to what <laughs> phones can do today. And mm-hmm. that was when I was able to have, like, social media. And, like, I had Facebook through high school, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. That was a whole problem on its own because now we're, like, giving free reign to children on, like, talking online and showing pictures. And a bunch of random creeps could try to add them as friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I felt like very experimental when we were growing up as kids Mm -hmm. and now children today, like they're coming into an established infrastructure, right? Yeah. And I feel like there's going to be so much peer pressure because a lot of my friends, you know, they didn't have cell phones until like later in high school. 
and that was normal, mm-hmm. right? It was normal that you didn't have a cell phone. Um, yeah. Where now it's just like you're in grade three or four and it's normal to have a cell phone. Like it, it, it would be weird if you didn't. Kids are handed cell phones by the time they're five years old to entertain them. Yeah, yeah. And I just like – like I'm not against – when you see the kids at the iPad and they're sitting in the stroller while mom is grocery shopping, I'm not against that. Like whatever keeps your kids sane, um, when you try and get some errands done, that's fine. But that's also like controlled viewing and you know yeah. what they're viewing. Um, and I agree with you, you know, when mom and dad aren't cool anymore and you have a teenager and they want privacy, right? And I'm, yeah. I'm for it people like children having their own privacy, right? Like my parents gave me my space and my privacy when I was growing up and Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't have to hide things from them, right? Because they weren't trying to get into my business. So yeah, that is just, I don't even know. I honestly don't have an answer of when I would give my kid a phone. Yeah. Cause it's also, it's tricky too, because, you know, you could discuss with your child, just to make sure that they're not being like cyber bullied mm-hmm. or something. Like maybe you follow them. Yeah, like you on Instagram to, or something. You have to look for the signs, right? And but the problem is, is Instagram. I'm just using Instagram as an example. Has the option to block specific people from seeing your stuff. Yeah. So you could be following your kid, but maybe they're 16 and they want to go have fun at a party, so they don't want you to see that stuff. Uh-huh. Then you can't see anything. So it's like, I don't know. It's a hard question. And I think like, I honestly, I think like fundamentally from the home, you know, it's it's all about having that open communication. It's about teaching your child mm-hmm. the right and wrongs of uh, relationships with other people, respect for other people, and how to use the internet safely. Like I think that's mm-hmm. that's probably the best thing you can do as a parent is give them the tools to mm-hmm. make good judgment calls. Right. And recognize signs when they're being bullied, but also recognize the signs that they are not being the bully. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And, you know, maybe we'll revisit this when we're parents one day and then we'll maybe know more. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this because it's going to change so much between now and when we have that problem. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. There's a few years there. Um, yeah, really, I'm just hoping that by the time um, our peers become parents, we're just like throwing the cell phones out the window and making our kids watch The Lion King. Oh, yeah. VHS all the way, but, guys. Yeah, I'm just like, guys, we're going back in time. Screw, screw the technology. <laughs> the renaissance <laughs> going is back. back to, <laughs> going back to 1995. Um, but yeah, like I just have like a couple little, I don't know, tips, whatever for what you can do if you're a target of just somebody kind of hiding behind a keyboard and coming at you pretty hard. Um, one of them is I'm kind of using like YouTube and Instagram and stuff here, um, but turn off your comments. So just don't give people the option to write mean things to you. I know a lot of um, influencers and celebrities and such do that. Another one is don't engage with the trolls because that's just going to fuel their fire and remember that it says more about them than it does about you and um another one too is i i maybe you can speak with me uh, on this one but if you know that like you need to make a post about something 
if it's like content related or whatever, but you know, you're kind of doing it in a space where you might get some, some fire at you. Mm -hmm. Just prepare yourself in advance that that's a possibility. And then when it does happen, you can be like, all right, yep, I knew this was going to happen, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And um, just want to say again, like there's it's, – it's one thing when it's a lively debate, right? Like we need to be having healthy conversations that have different points of view. This is how we grow and progress as society. What you shouldn't go out and do is have the attention of being a jerk Yes. And I feel like what you were saying with, you know, the don't react and don't respond, um, a lot of the trolls, specifically online, they want your reaction, right? Exactly. That's like, why that's they what they're, they're baiting it. you. That's what they're doing. They're just like, okay, I'm going to keep poking and poking until they mm-hmm. snap at me. And then that's like my mm-hmm. reward. And I can mm-hmm. continue doing what I want to do. So let's do the flip side of, I know we were talking about, you know, if there's someone you don't like, don't promote them, good, like positive or negative feedback. And if you are someone who is getting harassed, you know, don't provoke them, right? Like Mm -hmm. just, I know it's hard to ignore sometimes and that's just what you need to do because if, if you never give them a reaction they're mm-hmm. they're going to get bored with you. Exactly. A little caveat needs to be added here too, especially if like it's consistently coming at you, especially even if it's just like from one person. If you have a response that you want to put out there that's well thought out and such, like you've – I don't – I don't know if well thought, well thought out is the word, but like you're not just reacting in the heat of the moment. If you have something that you want to say back, you press send and they are going to retaliate against you most likely. Don't answer again. Just say what you need to say and just leave it at that. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Well, kind of, kind of what you're saying is like, if you are going to respond, make sure it's well thought out and not just a rash message Mm -hmm. right because that's when like like, tempers keep building and building and now you're having a yelling match mm -hmm. that's not even productive right like it's one thing to have a productive conversation but if you're just yelling at each other it'd be like the same thing if you're sitting in a room with a person you're just yelling at each other but you're not even yelling at each other about anything exactly 100 percent yeah so my last thing to say is yes we use technology to communicate but it's not a license to be an asshole. No. No, it is not. I'm still just thinking about how that article you talked about was saying, well, I don't have their address, so I can only do it this way. Oh, I just can't get I'm over just... the subtitle. Until we can beam around, we have no choice. Like, we have to be assholes I... this way, <laughs> behind a keyboard. Until I, until I can apparate into your bedroom... And tell you, you suck. I have to do this. <laughs> Just. <laughs> There's no need to be mean people, okay? Um, be kind to each other. We are going through so much mm-hmm. fucking shit in the world yes. as a collective right now. We don't need to deal with negative, more negative shit. All right? Just, no. Just put it to the side. All right, people? Yeah. All right. I think that's all from us today. I think so. I think so. We really ran the gamut there, (laughs) touched on a lot of things. So um, 
if you enjoyed this episode and let us know you can leave us a review on apple podcasts or a rating on spotify it really helps out the show when you guys do that so we would very much appreciate it and if you want to chat with us a bit about what we talked about today or in any of our prior episodes or if you have any ideas of what you would like to hear from us moving forward you can email us it's at t with laura rachel at gmail.com we would love to hear from you thank you and live like tea live like tea